Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy romance and romantic fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, <laughs> happy coffee dance this morning. Ah, uh, today is Monday, September 13th. Another week, the final week of Dragon's Daughter and the Winter Mage. Like it or not, <laughs> it's gotta have it. Gotta happen. Uh, I've got about twelve thousand words to go. Have to send it to the proofreader by midday my time Thursday. So it's gonna be a week. It's going to be a week, people. If you didn't know, it was gonna be a week. It will be a week. There was um, apparently a festival in the garden last night. <laughs> uh, something got in the pond and tore up the lily pad munched one of the lily blossoms right in half and marauded through the grape barber because there's grapes and leaves everywhere and there was no wind last night people no wind at all. So uh, I think raccoon David's going to put out the wildlife camera. Well he's yeah he keeps forgetting but um, I think he will after he sees the pond marauding. I do not know if the fish are okay. I cannot see them. He left early this morning to go do some stuff. So he, I don't think he knows. I didn't know until I walked out here to record this. Um, life's an adventure in the country. Midnight marauders. I think it's probably raccoon. You know, before when something got in our pond, I was voting Bobcat and David was team raccoon. But I think if it's um, marauding the grape arbor and the pond, probably is raccoons. Raccoons gotta, well, I say gotta live too, but this isn't about living. Raccoons gotta maraud too. <laughs> so, um, I actually have an agenda today, as longtime listeners know, I almost never do. But yesterday was my day to blog at SFF7. And I didn't because, oh, you guys, I was tired this weekend. I was just, um, I was brain drained. I didn't get that many words on Dragon's Daughter on Friday. I got, I don't know, 1500, maybe almost 2000. And, uh, hit, hit the, um, kind of like the final big action scene. And you guys know I hate writing action, action scenes. And there's this actually connects. There's a segue here. Um, so Friday afternoon I caught up. I just did some things and I read and I real sorry. I keep hitting the table with my coffee cup clutching it to me and gesturing at the same time. It doesn't work well. <clears throat> so Saturday Saturday I was worthless. <laughs> I was like I'd had this idea I was going to do my businessy stuff on Saturday and I've sometimes been going ahead and writing my Sunday blog for the SFF seven on Saturday and scheduling it and then doing an unplugged day on Sunday. So I thought well that's what I'll do but Saturday morning no I was worthless. So I ended up doing unplugged day on Saturday. I didn't turn on the computer all day and uh and I didn't do a whole lot. I got my bike out. I posted a picture of my bicycle bicycle. Am I the only one who goes right to queen? Um, but I'll my townie 
my townie. Uh, it is rideable. I spent a fair amount of time messing with it, trying to install these fenders that I've had for it forever that, um, I finally decided I couldn't, <clears throat> I took the bike for a, a longer ride yesterday and the gears aren't shifting, right? It's been sitting. Um, I was able to get several things on it figured out, but, um, including the, I had one of those really great bike locks on it, you know, with the massive cable and the lock and, um, no key have not been able to find the key since we moved. So now we're talking 12 years. Is it a coincidence that I have 12,000 words to work to do on this book and it's been 12 years since we moved and I'm dealing with things that are only 12 years probably is a coincidence. Although if you do numerology 12 is one plus two which equals three which is the number of manifestation things are manifesting themselves. So anyway, um, if you were here for coherent podcasts, you, you should have known better. <laughs> uh, I figured out how to get it off. I mean, genius, genius me after this many years, I realized that I, that there's a lever on the seat that allows you to remove the seat. So you could like take it inside. So somebody doesn't mess with it. And I just took that off and I slid the lock right off of there. So, I mean, I still don't have the key for it, but at least it's not wound around the seat post uselessly. So I did get my bike fixed up and that was nice. Uh, but I am going to have to take it in to get the, the gears aren't shifting correctly. And I slipped the chain a couple of times. I took a longer bike ride yesterday and yeah, it's not doing exactly right. So I'm just going to have them install the fenders for me. Much better. The fenders are actually kind of beat up from being tossed around the garage all these years too. So I'm kind of tempted just to buy new pretty ones, but doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that'll be for later this week. Um, take that into the bicycle place. I don't think I got much else done on Saturday. I read a lot. I've been reading, um, the next book in Maria Snyder's I'm almost done chasing the shadows sentinels of the galaxy book three awaits. So I've been enjoying that and I sat in the sun to drink beer. That was good. That's, that's how I read when people say, how do you refill your well? That's like how I do it. Um, and then I still had tasks to catch up on yesterday. And I went to the garden center and I got some, a few plants to fill in the holes. I got a new rose bush. I don't know if you can see it over there very well, but, um, yeah, got some things planted. That was good. Um, and then I ended up meeting the delightful Megan Mulring for drinks in the afternoon. And we had a wide ranging conversation. Uh, it was nice. We sat in the sun and drank champagne. I mean, that's also refilling the well, uh, liquor of choice. And, um, yeah, we had, it was just the two of us and we sat in the sun at Santa Fe brewing headquarters and the Adirondack chairs. And we drank a lot of champagne and talked about the meaning of life and what are you searching for meaning versus money and how does money factor in? And it was, um, it was a good conversation. It was really fun. But the upshot of all of this is, is that I came home tipsy, <laughs> still having not written that blog post and tired and um, I have no words left in my brain. So I thought, well, I could try to get it up this morning, but I need to save, I need to save my words 
uh, for getting this book finished. So I thought, well, I'll just talk about the topic on the podcast today. So all of that is a long intro. And I apologize if you came here only to hear about action scenes and had to suffer through the uh, long uh, perambulations about raccoons and coffee and uh, all of my things. This this is very on brand for my first cup of coffee but um, I know it's not uh, <laughs> what, what my nephew say called it an unscripted podcast. Why did an unscripted podcast make him think so much? Um, nothing against you Brett if you are listening. I just think that's funny. It's like um, yes here at Jeffy's first cup of coffee we are unscripted. So the topic at the SFF 7 and I realize that I'm cheating because I know a lot of you don't like to listen to oh wait I'm preaching to the choir. I was gonna say a lot of you don't like listening to podcasts but obviously if you're hearing me say this you like to listen. I get people complaining about the transcript thing sometimes and part of the reason I still blog is to capture to reach those people who would prefer to read things um, of, of, of whom I am one. I mean I don't really listen to podcasts so I I'm fully aware of the depths of my hypocrisy here but um, I could talk through something much faster than I can uh, type it out especially if I'm feeling low on words. So our topic was putting the action in action scenes and this does connect neatly back to because often when I come to a screeching halt on a book as I did Friday on dragon's daughter and the winter mage. I it's for an action scene and most authors we a frequent question and it's because it can be a useful question is um, do you prefer to write sex scenes or action scenes and and I know I've mentioned this before uh, some authors dislike writing sex scenes so much that they will simply opt to not write them at all and they'll write like closed door. Um, you know the train goes on the tunnel the waves crash on the shore boom done. Uh, you almost never get away with that with action scenes uh, because it's like oh well everybody loves action scenes. It's like yes yes we love violence and death um, but you know kissing and snogging um it's a bridge too far. Uh, me I will write a sex scene any day. Give me sex scenes. I don't want to write the action scenes. Action scenes are so boring to me. Uh, so it's no surprise that I actually ground to a halt on writing about putting the action in action scenes. So I have uh, I did see an author recently mentioned that they didn't like writing either action or sex scenes and it was like oh well what parts do you like <laughs> it, and I think it turned out that it was something like um, that they like writing conversations between people. I like writing that part too. Go away Skeeto. So a lot of <coughs> you know like Jennifer Eastep even put me on a panel with her once at RT conference years ago that was called steam versus screen. <laughs> steam versus screen. And it was like do you like writing sex scenes or action scenes. And why don't I like writing action scenes? Um, because people will often say to me oh well action scenes are just like writing sex scenes. No they are not. 
I, I drives me up the wall when people say that it's no. And they're like, well, you know, it's the same kind of emotions. You you know, it comes from character and all this. It's like, <laughs> I don't know how you're writing your sex scenes, honey. I'm sorry. I hope I'm not offending any of you who think this, but it's like, no, the action scenes are about, um, part of it's cause they advance the plot, but they're also like a different kind of, um, emotional stimulation. I think, you know, it's that adrenaline deal, the adrenaline deal. I'm, I'm out of words. I apologize. Um, it's for me, the, all I care about with action scenes is, is I want to know who wins and what kind of damage do they come away with? And <clears throat> even when I'm reading or, or watching a movie, um, I, I tend to zone out during the, the action scenes because it's like, especially, you know, which ones I hate when you get to the end of the movie and it comes down to mono imano and you know, and it's like that the hero and the villain have to duke it out one-on-one and you know, after the villain has miraculously uh, resurrected 19 times, you know, and it's like for that final fight and uh, it's like, I so don't care. And maybe it's, I, I would say it's femaleness. Um, you know, like Jennifer Eastup loves to write action scenes. So I don't think that's it entirely, but I did see a very interesting, um, Twitter thread talking about Ursula Le Guin tearing apart 2001 space odyssey. Um, and I saved the essay and I'll link to it and I want to read the full essay cause this person excerpted it, but she was talking about, uh, how 2001 space odyssey is such a male perspective of human evolution, you know, where the, um, you know, bashing each other over the head is like somehow the emergence of humanity and how the fetus has <laughs> that you know, the image of the fetus floating through space, but that how it has miraculously no container. And it's, it's really interesting. Um, but for me, you know, like sex scenes are about character revelation and intimacy and, uh, people coming together. Whereas the action scenes, people will tell me that it's about character revelation too. And I'm sorry, I just don't buy it. I don't think people discover things about themselves through fighting, you know, like maybe you discover that you, you know, have some sort of ability to withstand or be brave in a way that you didn't before. But you know, as far as like character transformation goes, that's pretty meager, right? You know, I mean, it's not exactly an epiphany. (laughs) Um, so here I am 15 minutes in and I haven't answered the question yet. (laughs) Sorry. So how do I get around writing action scenes when I hate them? And I feel like I'm getting better at it. And what I do is I pencil them in. I, I don't do insert action scene here. You know, like some people do insert sex scenes here. I don't believe in skipping scenes because I'm a linear writer and it doesn't work for me. Uh, other people can make it work, not me. So what I do is I basically write the scene a skeleton version of the scene. And I don't do this at any other time, but I will just push myself through it and write essentially, um, what happens and you know, it's, it's like who wins and what's the damage. And then I go back over it and I layer in and I add in more stuff and I add in tension and I add in things like the ticking clock 
and um i don't know i try to layer in some emotion too but you know frankly you guys i just don't think action scenes are all that emotional i don't think that's why we write or read them i think that's part of the um again i think it's an adrenaline junkie thing i know that you guys can probably you know feel free to argue with me and and you no doubt will uh <laughs> i just don't find people bashing each other all that interesting so i keep going back to that why i don't like action scenes as opposed to telling you about layering action into action scenes um so yeah maybe i just don't have much to say about this how do you do it um i think battle scenes are much more interesting to write than mono imano you know so there's like not a female version of that what you know it's like we have to cobble it together uh womano womano i mean it's like no um battle scenes are interesting because there's lots of moving pieces and strategy and so i can get with that more it's the um yeah I think one thing that works and I see other authors do it and I don't think I do it well mostly because I want to get it done with but it's something that Andy Weir mentioned uh, the author of the Martian when I saw him talk was that he said his whole method was anytime he came to like a pause in the story or slow down in a story he would have something go wrong. And I think that that's one way to get at it is to have something go wrong. And I see other authors do that. Like I was just, um, like I said, reading, uh, chasing the shadows, Maria V. Schneider, and she does a good job with it at this final scene. And it would be fun to have her on here. Um, I've gotten suggestions lately to interview, uh, Dana Martin and, uh, who is, Dana can't do it yet because she's super, super busy. But as soon as she has the bandwidth, she will. Um, and I still need to get, um, yeah, I, now I can't think of her name. Oh, Melavane. Uh, she's been busy. But it'd be fun to get Maria on here and ask her because I don't think her previous books have had this much action in them. But she does a thing in like the final battle scene where the plan is coming off well and everything's going great and then um something goes very wrong and she kind of gets us to the point where it goes you know it's it's going better you know responding to that and then something else goes wrong so i think that that is one way to to deal with action scenes is to keep breaking it uh which is what andy weir said make something break um and that's probably what i need to do <laughs> if I didn't hate writing them so much um, because usually I want to, them to just go great. I you know, it's like okay we have a plan let's just pull off the plan and, and get out of here and finish it and I need to have more things go wrong and so that's probably something I could do on layering and maybe I will try to do that as I write these final 12,000 words is you know to have things be going well and then have something break um and it's probably a reflection of my personality that i don't like for things to go wrong i don't like for things to break and you know sometimes people joke about authors you know like torturing their characters and stuff and it it just doesn't feel that way to me when i'm writing i don't feel like i'm 
torturing my characters or trying to think up ways to torture them i'm kind of i think i'm so in my characters heads that i'm like with them going okay how are we going to get out of here how are we going to fix this what are we going to do so there it is my my uh piecemeal advice with the sun dappling coming oh the sun feels so nice sun dappling coming in uh i'm putting action in action scenes i'm sorry i didn't write it out this time uh but um hey we do what we have to do on that note i'll remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media podcasts and also i want to mention that if this looks like the same dress i was wearing on friday it's not i got three new dresses in this same pattern and one is blue and one is purple and i think that this this is the blue one um and i think it's it may look the same but it's not you know those memes where people do like the um you know what what do you love about you know like your favorite thing to read and it's um you know books or or your favorite thing books and then also me but in blue (laughs) still books um some of you will get that so um this is also stars and moons but in blue you all take care and i'll talk to you tomorrow bye bye